going on, starters? This is Daniel. Today is Tuesday, September 15th. It's now about 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, it's been a great day for basketball, and for sure, during the NBA playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, and it looks like um, what happened to be a, or what was a Game 7 between the Nuggets and the Clippers. Um, of course, Nuggets walking away with the series win, winning the Game 7, not just winning, but dominating. Of course, we have some NFL news as well. We definitely will be speaking about what the Cowboys did, what they didn't do, what they could have done better. Um, also, we'll be speaking about our um, past year Super Bowl contenders, which were the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we'll get deep into that and sort of analyze you know, what happened during those games, um, what took place. Also, Brady in a new uniform. Core Brady is now playing for Tampa Bay, and he is their starting quarterback, as expected. Now, I'm going to go into the NBA here and talk about what happened to the Clippers. This is not to discredit in any way, shape, or form what the Denver Nuggets have done. However, the Clippers were in position to do a gentleman sweep. A gentleman sweep, for those who don't know, it is uh, when you eliminate a contender um, four games to one. Um, they were up on the Nuggets, three to one. They lost four games in a row. Having a, I won't say perfectly healthy roster, but a very capable and deep roster. Um, they just let the whole series slip away like water between the fingers. Um, it, it looks like there was more urgency on the Denver side, more grit, and more, I want to say even killer instinct. Um, it, it felt as though the Clippers were already expecting to walk away with the series win and move on to the you know, Western Conference Finals and play the Lakers like everyone thought they would. And um, that's not the case. You still have to, when the whistle blows, the ball goes in the air, you still have to play the game. You still have to put the ball through the hoop. And unfortunately, well, the other guys just not going to let you through, drive through the lane or take a jump shot. No, they're going to contest everything. And what the Clippers failed to do is make adjustments. Um, I mean, an elimination game, and you are Kawhi Leonard, and you're shooting under 22% from the field. That's that's a little, it's a little crazy. Um, same thing with Paul George. Um, Paul George and I have the greatest game his career, playoff-wise, um, if we look at the numbers, we can see that Kawhi actually went 6 for 22, had a total of 14 points, 6 rebounds. 
10 points, 4 for 16, 2 for 11 on three-pointers. My man, if I one point or another, the ball doesn't go in, the ball just doesn't go in. Start passing. Get better shots, smarter shots, higher percentage shots. 2 for 11 on three-point, that is excessive. The bench didn't do too much either, except for Montrezl. You know, he's a beast. Played for 26 minutes, scored 26 points, uh, except for 10 field goal, of course, three rebounds. Um, not, not too bad. Um, Lou Williams, yeah, surprised Lou Williams only did seven points, but he did assist, assist six times, um, 25 minutes, seven points. Not, not too bad from them, but. Their main, their main star players, which were Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, just did not show up for that game, uh, and it's unfortunate now that they're going to have to sit at home and watch the game, if they even watch the game, um, of the Western Conference Finals take place between the Nuggets and the Lakers. Um, now, I'm going to talk about the the Nuggets and how they approached that game. Um, you know, I heard Jamal Murray say in uh, the post-game interview that they played with very little pressure. Uh, they played um, just having fun as if they were, these are not his words, but it just looked as they were just playing red ball. And, um, you know, just five on five basketball and, you know, a small venue, and at that point in time, no one has home court advantage, it's just, you know, who wants it more, basically, that's what it came down to, um, you know, the Joker did very, very well, um, he had a total of 16 points, 22 rebounds, and 13 assists, an incredible triple-double for the Joker, Nikola Jokic, incredible. Um, young Jamal Murray with 40 points, 4 rebounds and 5 assists, 45 minutes of play time. Um, so, you know, it, it's incredible what those two can do for that team. Now, I've been telling folks about the Denver Nuggets since last season. Um, I talked about it during the season six, and I told folks, don't underestimate the Denver Nuggets. Now, if y'all remember, I said that. Um, sometimes I'm wrong, sometimes I'm right. This time I am right, and I would like to go ahead and just acknowledge that. Um, now, are the Clippers the same as the Lakers? No, not even close. The Lakers are a complete The Lakers were pretty much an assembled team, and they are ready to pretty much take over the NBA at this point with the pieces that they have. Um, of course, they have what's considered by many the best player in the world. In this case, it being LeBron James, and you know it'll be difficult for the, Clip, the Lakers to to handle the Nuggets. However, I do not feel as though it'll be something that they 
not be able to accomplish. Um, I'm thinking the Lakers um, in that series um, in five. Five, maybe, maybe six, and that's pushing it. But at the end of the day, I believe the Lakers come out on top. Now, in the East, you currently have your Eastern Conference Finals between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. What a game. Game one, it was fairly close. Now, mind you, the NBA nowadays, unfortunately, no lead is too safe. Uh, well, fortunately for us as viewers, no league is too safe. And if you're a fan of just the game, the abilities that uh, these players possess are incredible. And they are able to cut a 15-point lead in a matter of, you know, less than a quarter. And uh, all of a sudden you have a game in your hands in, in the fourth quarter. And it's pretty much a done deal after that. And it's anybody's game after that. Um, so right now... I'm I'm looking at these uh, Heat and Boston highlights. I mean, Jason Tatum is just a stud of a player. Of course, you know, the uh, Heat have Dragic. They have the young Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is just incredible. Um, he has so many moves. Um, you know, being able to shoot off the, off the, you know, just off the dribble uh, or just catch and shoot. It's, it's just something that, you know, it's um, it's a sight to see, really. And uh, I tell, I've told folks, you know, the Miami Heat, they just needed that Jimmy Butler to not only have them believe in them, but show them how to be a dog, you know? Um, not, just, not just play basketball just because, but play it with, a, with a, you know, the dog mentality of, hey, there's going to be a 50-50 ball, I'm going for it, and uh, good luck, um, but yeah, it was a good game, uh, it came down to the wire, uh, of course, Tom Adebayo with an incredible, just an incredible block at uh, close to the end of overtime, and uh, it's just, it was really, really an entertaining game, I, I like what the NBA has done with the bubble. And not only just the way that they set it up, but, you know, the message that they are allowing the players to spread of, you know, social awareness and uh, the Black Lives Matter logo in the middle of the court. I think it's it's really, really something to, to applaud, really, because not all organizations are doing this, and, and the ones that are doing it are not doing it in the scale that the NBA is doing. I mean, putting it dead in the middle of the court where any and every time, you know, a player is dribbling the ball down the court, you're able to see Black Lives Matter and remind you that there is still a movement that we shouldn't be forgetting, although we are getting to enjoy some type of normalcy um, at this point in time. It's, it's something to... Again, applaud. I mean, I take my hats off to the NBA and Adam Silver and all those guys that you know understand that uh, you know although basketball is part of our lives, the social issues that we face on a daily basis are also part of our lives and also affect those that play the game and their families and uh, those of us who uh, 
know, has been involved in this type of movement. Uh, so, really, really appreciate the NBA in that regard. Now, going to the NFL. So, we just got through with week one. It, it was entertaining, very, very entertaining. It, it never fails. Um, we started with uh, the Chiefs and the Texans playing at Arrowhead Stadium with uh, about 6,000, I believe, 6,000 fans, which wasn't too bad, but I mean, they were noisy fans nonetheless. Really, uh, really glad to see that, um, that players are being more united and they're showing more of uh, a collective effort to also bring social um, social injustice awareness issues to the table. Um, more specifically, the sign of unity at the beginning of the game with Pat Mahomes uh, and the rest of the Chiefs, um, you know, kind of uh, interlaced uh, arms with the Deshaun Watson and, and the rest of the guys from the Houston Texans. It was something really incredible, a really nice show of, uh, like I said, unity and a collective effort to let everyone know, hey, although we are moving forward and we are moving on with our lives as normally as we possibly can, there are still issues out there that need to be brought forth and brought to light. And uh, in a country that we're living in that is so divided at this point in time, um, we it is nice to see a sign of unity. Um, yes, there were boos coming from those in Arrowhead, and that is just a sign that this is not going to stop. And as long as there are people that don't want to listen, we you know the players and the professional players. Um, those that have a platform to speak up will continue speaking up as long as they're allowed to do so because it is their first right amendment they will continue to do so um so moving on at the beginning of the game between the chiefs and the texans i feel that the chiefs did not lose a step not even a little bit. Um, they have a new weapon, which just makes it even more scarier to play the Chiefs. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. My goodness gracious. Took the ball 25 times, carried it 25 times for 130 yards, 138 yards, pardon me, with a single touchdown. This guy is un. Unbelievable. He. Oh my gosh. I, I usually don't. I'm going to be honest with you all. I usually don't give rookies a heck of a lot of hype, um, for lack of a better word. I, I don't put all my eggs in that one basket just because I've been proved wrong so many times as far as, hey, you know, you should check out this guy, you should check out that guy. Um, I mean, usually rookies in the NFL do do all right. Um, the first year is actually the hardest, of course, because they're getting used to the pace of the game. They're getting used to um, the actual, you know, how everything is going, uh, the playbook, how to act like a pro, things of that nature. Uh, but 
this guy right here, man, just the explosiveness, the strength, the ability to find the holes and cut through. He sends a 5'8 and 209 pounds. Now, just imagine a 5'8 individual weighing 209 pounds coming at you at about, you know, I want to say 10, 15 miles an hour and just creating and looking and seeking that contact. That's just unbelievable. Um, of course, Pat Mahomes being Pat Mahomes, um, 24 for 32, 211 yards and three touchdowns. Um, one of the touchdowns was to Sammy Watkins. Uh, Sammy Watkins, glad to see him nice and healthy and being able to, to play the game. But um, Pat Mahomes continues to spread the ball around. Um, I mean, Sammy Watkins got one, Travis Kelsey got one, and of course, Tyree Kill, he got himself one. So, um, you know, overall, the Chiefs look good. Um, a little, little issues here and there with uh, the defense, but they were able to you know, a pile up on four, four sacks against the Houston Texans. Now, uh, earlier, <laughs> earlier the day of, earlier that Thursday, my friend Nick sent me a, a text message and asked me, you know, who are you going for here? Who do you think will win this game? Um, knowing the previous history, you know, between these two, these two teams, and I, you know, I said, you know, the Chiefs. The Chiefs have all the weapons, and uh, they have the coaching. Um, that's something that Houston, unfortunately, does not have. And until they bring a new coach into that organization, they are always going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, They have the same, I want to say they have almost the same problem that Dallas does as far as the coaching is concerned. Uh, they, they have incredible weapons. They have a great roster, but unfortunately the coaching is just not up to par with what the expectations are. Now, I do also want to just go ahead and let everyone know uh, that Sean Watson had a quarterback rating of 80 um, QBR of 53.8. He threw um, 32 attempts for only 20 completions at 253 yards and one touchdown and one interception. He was sacked four times. Um, not sure that that was a, a great game for him, but I will say this. David Johnson looks pretty good. Um, David Johnson, 11 carries for 77 yards, one touchdown, averaging seven yards per carry uh, with as long as of 19, and that was a scoring play 19 yards for one touchdown I mean he he looked revitalized he looked really good um almost almost don't make you want to rethink the uh DeAndre Hopkins uh trade however uh, I'm still not 100% sold sold on that just yet just because uh you know this is only game one uh, if you want to know if you're trade paid off, you want to definitely see some consistent, consistent production from your, from your, um, you know, star player, in this case, David Johnson, um, and I just read, breaking news, Le'Veon Bell going into IR, for those, uh, who picked him up on fantasy, and, uh, think that, uh, he was going to pay off, unfortunately not, uh, he's gone with the wind, well, not gone with the wind, but he's in IR, 
Um, now breaking down the comeback of Cam Newton. Cam Newton is now in a different uniform, of course. We all know he is going to New England. Um, he played really, really well, um, provided this is a brand new system for him. Um, had a total of two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, 15 carries, 75 yards. Um, throwing, he did fairly well, 15 out of 19, 155 yards. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Now that New England defense is still as stout as ever, still, you know, given people, and by people I mean <laughs> passers, um, a lot of issues, uh, they intercepted Fitzpatrick three times, but of course Fitzpatrick, he's just, you know, he's a gunslinger, uh, he's just going to throw it down the field, and, you know, up for grabs, so whoever got it, got it, and uh, we'll go to the sideline and figure out what the next play is, that's the kind of uh, quarterback that Fitzpatrick is, and of course, you know, they have Tua, but I just feel as though Tua is not 100% ready for the pros. Now, you may or may not see him in the middle of the uh, middle of the season. That is a possibility, although I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily go for that, uh, for that just yet. Now, speaking of the game of the week between the Buccaneers and the Saints, um, Tom Brady in a brand new uniform. Uh, of course, we all know he went to Tampa. Um, that's one of the times that I was wrong. Definitely thought that he would end up staying in New England and end up getting married uh, forever to that New England Patriots uh, organization, which did not happen. Um, you know, a lot of factors may have played into that. Um, folks are saying that he unfortunately was not feeling... Um, the love worth feeling as though he was appreciated back in New England, but um, we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. He's never said anything. Although that's that's where it all it all points to. But going to, into the game, um, Tom Brady just didn't look comfortable um, at all. At all, um, he looked like he not on the same page with his players, uh, especially his wide receivers, um, you know, throwing picks, uh, it's, it's unlike Tom Brady, um, he threw for a total of two interceptions, he was sacked three times, um, not a bad game, completion-wise, 23 completions out of 36 attempts, for 239 yards, and two touchdowns, so, I mean, I want to butcher the guy, although it is expected for him to to win, but keep this in mind, guys. He didn't play the Detroit Lions. He played the New England, uh, New, New, excuse me, New Orleans Saints. And is New Orleans an, an easy team? No. They never have been. You have a stud of a quarterback and Drew Brees. You have a great defensive uh, unit led by uh, Cam Jordan and it's just you know we have Sean Payton as a head coach you expect these type of hiccups um, and this is only week one so again let me reiterate you don't know 
how your star player is going to pan off until the whole season is over and done with. Everyone is already throwing in the, or throwing up the, uh, Championship champagne over at Tom Brady saying, okay, yeah, the Bucks are going to go to the Super Bowl, they're going to win the Super Bowl, this and that, everything's going to change. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. He just got there. You know, he was in New England for 20 years. You think from one season to the next, it is a guarantee that because one player goes to another team, that team automatically becomes a championship contender? No, not in football. Maybe in basketball. Maybe. But in football, no, forget about it. It's not going to happen. Especially when you have to go through New England themselves. You still have to go through New Orleans. You still have to go through Green Bay. You still have to go through your, excuse me, through your 49ers. You still have to go through your Chiefs. I mean, there's still a lot of other teams that still have that uh, contendership to to fight for, right? So it's not like you're going to play, you know, the Detroit Lions three, four times in a row and then make it to the playoffs. And, and, and then the, the big dance, which is, you know, Super Bowl, that, that's not going to happen. Let's really think about this before we start throwing the confetti and, and, and labeling a team that just received one player a championship contender. Stop doing that. Um, now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Browns and the situation that they are currently in. The Browns ended up playing the MVP of the league, um, Lamar Jackson, and the Baltimore Ravens. He threw three touchdown passes, um, 275 yards, 20 for 25. I mean, this guy is phenomenal. Uh, however, this score is what caught my eye. Baltimore scored 38 points. Cleveland only six. This is ridiculous. a professional football team with as much hype with as many weapons and with as much uh, hoopla as you're brought to the table to only score six points uh, against any team um, I get it it is the Baltimore Ravens I understand they are a potential that word again Super Bowl contender but to, it, there's a way to lose, right? There's a way to lose without a sense of urgency, which kind of feels like that's what happened on, on Sunday, and I have to watch the game. And then there's losing competitively, right? Where you're at least having the other team make adjustments, um, mind the long ball. Thirty-nine for 189 yards, one touchdown, one 
interception and a fuel and a rating of 33.3 QBR. That's unacceptable. Um, I've heard reports of Baker looking defeated. Baker looking like he was uninterested. Like this is just too much. Just too much. And for those that are on the in on the Odell Beckham Jr. train, I, let me just throw this stat at you real quick. Three receptions for 22 yards. That's it. That's your stat line. Three receptions for 22 yards. Uh, Jarvis Landry, five for 61 yards, which isn't bad. But again, it's just, it, it, it's not good enough. Um, you know, unfortunately, Nick Chubb fumbled the ball once, lost it once. Um, Kareem Hunt also fumbled the ball. Hopefully, they'll be able to go ahead and turn it around and at least make things interesting in Cleveland where we are at least wanting to watch what happens. Um, this kind of stuff just doesn't make me watch in any way, shape, or form. Now, I'm going to go into, because I don't have a whole lot of time and I really don't want to bore you guys with a whole lot of football, just to what I saw from the Cowboys and the Rams. Um, the Rams have a beautiful city, by the way. Um, I think their stadium is worth like $5 billion, some, some, somewhere around there. Um, of course, real estate in California is a lot more, more a, lot, a heck of a lot more expensive than anywhere in the United States. And of course, $5 billion the Cowboys are worth on their own. Um, so the final score for the Rams was 20. The final score for the Cowboys is 17. Did I like the way the Cowboys play? No. Did I like the end result? Um, let's say I'm... Um, I'm okay with it. Uh, I'll say I'm like super excited about it just because of course a loss is a loss and you definitely don't want to start racking up losses especially at the beginning of the year. However, it is the first game of the season. I'm not here to freak out. There was no preseason and believe it or not, Preseason does help. Um, it uh, it does tear the um, the player a little bit um, because you know there were four, I believe four preseason games before this, and they they've taken that away uh, for the year being. And of course, you know if you have a new coach, new head coach uh, in the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy, who I believe is, is a good coach. Uh, he's a Super Bowl champ, uh, of course, with a Hall of Fame quarterback that is Aaron Rodgers. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we just couldn't go ahead and close the deal at the end. Uh, that, uh, in a, you know, offensive pass interception did kind of affect us. 
Um, but it shouldn't necessarily make the game, right? We don't want to leave the game to the last call uh, of it all. Uh, in that case, uh, you see Jalen Ramsey sort of uh, hook with uh, Michael Gallup there in that last play. And unfortunately, you, know, you see also Jalen Ramsey sort of, you know, tilt his head back and uh, and uh, just kind of flop. Um, and that's how he was able to sell that call. And unfortunately, that cost us the game. Now, one thing that I did like and that I saw from the new coach is the aggressiveness, right? Um, instead of kicking a field goal, he, he went he went for it, knowing that he would create a turnover on downs. But when you're at the what was it, the ten yard line, I can live with that because the other team has to still go ninety yards down the other way to be able to you know score. Which honestly, I'll, I'll definitely have to let the defense do what they do and make a stop. Dak Prescott throwing 25-39, 266 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. He was sacked three times. Um, so you definitely see how Travis Frederick is starting to be missed um, by the three sacks allowed by the offensive line. Now, some of those sacks, Dak's fault, in a way. Um, because at one point or another, you have to get rid of the ball. Either you throw it away or you tuck it in and run with it, right? But, um, I mean, those things are going to come eventually. I think this will be the year that um, the men will definitely bet on himself. Um, It is the year, actually, he is betting on himself. So, he'll start learning the new offense, start making the adjustments. Except this is only game one. There's really not a reason to start freaking out. Now, who hasn't miss a step is uh, Zeke Elliott. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott ran for 22 carries, about 96 yards, averaging 4.4 yards per carry with a touchdown, which was which was really, really great. Um, he also had three, um, three catches for 31 yards and one touchdown. And, uh, of course, that was uh, those were the touchdowns scored by Ezekiel Elliott. Now, Dak did, did spread the ball around fairly well. Um, 81 yards to Mari Cooper, 59 yards to CD Lamb, the rookie who is flashing great, great. He's just he's really strong. He is going to give you a really really hard time, you know, going down the field. His uh, his routes seem a little suspect at times, but nothing that can be adjusted. Um, I just feel that it's going to be a good year. I don't want to say it's going to be a great year, but it's going to be better than last. Um, as long as we go, you know, 10 and 6, I'll be happy. Um, the Eagles don't look like they're going to be able to do much, at least from last, uh, last week's game. And, you know, Washington football team, um, they're still having to, you know, tighten a few things here and there. 
But our division is up, really up for grabs here in the NFC East. Um, we definitely want to see see competitiveness. I don't specifically want our teams just to cruise through, you know, the division. Um, that's no fun, right? We definitely want to have some type of intrigue uh, taking place at the uh, you know at the highest level. So you know, it, it is going to be an interesting season. This is only week one. To see more out of uh, out of the Cowboys for sure. Um, next next week they'll be playing Atlanta, um, so you know, we should be able to go ahead and handle business at home. Um, that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, also, congratulations to the Dallas Stars making it to the Stanley Cup after 20 years. That's a huge accomplishment. Uh, I know all my hockey fans that uh, live here in Dallas are extremely Extremely happy about that. Um, I do want to go ahead and give a shout out to Dirty D Media. Um, he put some things yesterday that made me really laugh his reaction during the um, overtime goal that gave the Stars a win was, was amazing. Um, I know that feeling. I felt it um, a lot of times, especially in soccer. So it's. Uh, great. It's going to be great. I'm really excited uh, for, for the Stars. Hopefully they, they win it, win it all, and bring the, bring the Stanley Cup home. Now, speaking of Cups and um, soccer, it looks like Tottenham may take Gareth Bale away from Real Madrid. Hasn't been confirmed yet, but they are at the top of the uh, list for Mr. Garrett Bell. Um, also, another big splash is uh, Kylian Mbappe uh, making news, advising PSG Paris Saint-Germain that he will want to walk away from the organization and from the club uh, come next season. but uh, transferred to a different team. Um, it is no secret that Mbappe is French. Um, Zinedine Zidane, who is the Real Madrid head coach, is also French, and they are quite fond of each other. Of course, if you grew up watching soccer as a young one, you will know that uh, Zinedine Zidane is one of the great um, midfield orchestrators that Sudan has had, uh, especially in Champions League and international caps as well. Um, so Messi is back in Barcelona, which is great. Everything is back to normal in that aspect. In boxing, we expect Teofimo Lopez to give go toe-to-toe versus Vasil Lomachenko. This is to happen in October. I have seen Vasil Lomacheco um, square up um, against Mikey Garcia, and uh, he definitely gave him around for his money. Lomacheco has a lot of power, has a lot of skill. Um, 
his conditioning is, is extremely well. Um, so I definitely would like to see that fight come October. I believe it's October 25th, but I will double check and make sure that I give you guys a quick date for that. Now in the combat world, um, that's something interesting popped up in my notifications. Um, DC, uh, Daniel Cormier from uh, Retired UFC fighter, um, heavyweight champ, uh, contracted COVID. He uh, he tells ESPN um, while he was preparing for the fight, his final fight against uh, Stevie Miocic, and so you know it is very unfortunate that these COVID cases are now well not now but they have been affecting um, a lot of um, a lot of athletes, and of course you know my stance with that is always you know always wear a mask always take care of each other you know when you go to the store you handle a, a doorknob or, or you handle other things that you don't know that you touch make sure you take a little sanitizer with you sanitize your hands you know, try to use gloves um you know social distance from each other guys i keep seeing all these photos not only photos but videos of you know people having parties and almost, you know, elbow, rubbing elbow one, one with another, and that's just, you know, that's not safe. Um, I understand that we feel as though we are invincible, and that we are young, and that um, these things cannot affect us, but they, they can, and they will. So, you know, take care of you, so that way we can take care of each other. Um, that's all I got for tonight, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening in. But do stay tuned. I do have more, more for you guys. I have a lot of, um, a lot of big things coming back and coming in. Uh, a few more segments, and uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, this uh, podcast grows. Our audience grows as well. Uh, look me up on Twitter at four underscore starters with a Z. Again, that's four underscore starters with a Z. Uh, thank you again for your time. Hope you guys have a great week. Talk to you later.